I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Last week we had, uh, or was it earlier this week? Last week, I think it was, we had uh, the occasion to speak with uh, Senator Mitt Romney. And during that conversation, he walked through some of the details of a proposal, a bipartisan, bicameral proposal. Bicameral meaning uh, it comes from both, or it enjoys support of members of both the House and the Senate, the two chambers. And in in that conversation, we learned uh, some of the details contained within his $908 billion proposal. Uh, members of the Problem Solvers Caucus, if you are uh, have been following uh, that group, uh, members of that caucus, and Senator Romney, they coming together uh, and putting forth that bill, which or that proposal rather, which has at least over the last week or so stood as a negotiating point. There has been back and forth between House and Senate leadership and the White House. The White House, uh, interestingly, has been you know relatively quiet on on this matter uh, in terms of wh- what might be supported in terms of a relief plan or a stimulus plan, however you choose to phrase it. If you're Senator Romney, you call it a relief plan. Uh, Some of the headlines phrase it a bit differently. But whatever the case is, it is economic aid to various uh, governments, state and local governments, businesses, uh, and possibly individuals, uh, all in the wake of the dramatic economic impact and toll that the COVID-19 pandemic has taken on the economy. Well, the White House is now responding. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin has presented a new $916 billion COVID-19 relief proposal. He's delivered it to uh, he's delivered it to Speaker Pelosi uh, and others, and some are now responding. Now, uh, $908 was the proposal we saw from Romney and his uh, supporters, and we now are seeing uh, just $8 billion more than what was proposed by Senator Romney, uh, but... Uh, You know, as they say, the devil's in the details. The difference, one of the significant differences in these two proposals has to do with uh, unemployment insurance benefits compared to uh, direct payment to Americans. If you remember, when we spoke to Senator Romney last week, the detail uh, or one of the details, uh, in addition to liability protection for uh, companies, was the additional $300 weekly of unemployment insurance dollars. In Senator Romney's plan, there was no direct payment to Americans. There was no uh, stimulus check, as it were, as we saw in the CARES Act. Remember that was 1200 bucks? Well, of course you remember. <laughs> you were on the receiving end of that. I ain't going to forget a, a $1,200 check arriving in the mail. Well, in this new proposal... In this new proposal, there is no $300 of uh, additional unemployment insurance or federally uh, subsidized unemployment insurance, but there would then be a $600 check issued to all Americans. And so the question, and there, there are other issues as well that are still being worked out, in particular how states and localities uh, will receive funding. Uh, that's all being debated back and forth. 
But the big headline stuff uh, is the direct payment of $600 per qualifying adult with another $600 per child. Uh, That is what is contained within the Mnuchin plan, uh, again, including stimulus checks. And so the question is, you know, what would you prefer? The math is pretty simple. Let's say you are on the receiving end of unemployment insurance. If this were to pass, you, after three weeks, would have received $900 in additional unemployment insurance benefits. And so that quickly eclipses the $600 one-time payment to all qualifying American adults, plus, again, another $600 per child. Let's see what some of the, the, the folks in Washington who are in the position to negotiate this have to say. Uh, speaking to reporters, McConnell said he wants to see a bill passed for the sake of the American people generally. I think it's a view shared by literally everybody on both sides of the aisle. We can't leave without doing a COVID bill. Now, unsurprisingly, seeing how this proposal came from the White House, uh, Senator Schumer finds himself on the other end of it. He criticizing the, the plan during a gathering of reporters on Capitol Hill uh, as he met virtually with President-elect Joe Biden's economic team. Chuck Schumer criticized this $916 billion proposal that would cut uh, those jobless benefits. Cutting unemployment to, the, to virtually almost nothing uh, is a very, very bad idea, um, and so I'm against that. Uh, I think that the better way to go is a bipartisan plan that the uh, Gang of Eight has put together. Now, Speaker Pelosi, who also finds herself at the negotiating table on this, she via Twitter she via Twitter uh, said the following, said, quote, while it is progress that Leader McConnell has signed off, on a $916 billion offer based on the bipartisan framework, the president's proposal, which cuts unemployment insurance by $140 billion compared to the framework, is unacceptable. All right. So we're not likely to see the Romney plan go through in its entirety, and we are not likely to see this $916 plan presented by Mnuchin go through in its entirety. What will happen? Well, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. The House, the House was initially scheduled to wrap up its work for the year for the Congress uh, at the end of this week. It will likely uh, take much longer than that if a stimulus bill is to go through. And you also have <laughs> that that annoying reality of funding the government. That's got to be taken care of as well. Now, going backwards a bit on that nine hundred eight billion dollar uh, framework deal for COVID-19 relief. That, again, the one uh, presented by Senator Romney last week. Here's West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin of West, uh, I said West Virginia. He uh, he talks about who helped put together the measure and why uh, it is, at least in his view, the way to move forward. People say it's not enough. I'm all, it's not enough. I'm not going to vote for it. It's too much. I'm not going to vote for it. Maybe we're getting it just right. But $908 billion is what we've agreed on. Everyone seems to accept it. Now, when he says everyone seems to accept it, he's talking about, uh, honestly, a select few uh, members of Congress in both chambers, uh, both the House and the Senate. I, I, I'm a bit nervous. I, I'm a bit nervous. I have I've worked in Washington. I spent about five years there. Uh, I saw the timeline that much uh, of the legislation to move through required and a deal of this magnitude to be uh, still undecided 
or not yet agreed upon, and with such fundamental and profound differences between uh, you know the two parties at the negotiating table, I uh, I don't see how I don't see how this works out before the end of this Congress. I don't see how either the I don't see how either the nine hundred and eight billion dollar plan, which again includes a three hundred dollar uh, federal boost in terms of unemployment insurance weekly. That's Plan One. Plan Two, uh, the one recently released by uh, Secretary of Treasury Mnuchin, uh, nine hundred sixteen billion dollars. Alternatively, instead of instead of supplementing the unemployment insurance. Uh, the number is $600, and those $600 will find their way into the checking accounts of all qualifying Americans, plus another $600 for each child. What do you think? Probably depending on your employment status, your attitude on this might be different. But if you can set that aside as you analyze this, what do you think of these two deals, specifically on that point of the unemployment insurance versus the direct payment, what would you have done? What would you feel to be the most wise uh, expenditure of taxpayer dollars? Or maybe there's some kind of option C that you feel strongly about, and we ought to be uh, left on our own to fend for ourselves in the midst of this hardship. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. 57500. Share with me what you think. Should it be the Romney plan? Should it be the Mnuchin plan? Or something different altogether? 57500. We're going to take a quick break now, and when we return, we're going to stay on a piece of legislation, a different one though, one that renames, or rather gives a name, to the federal courthouse here in the state of Utah. It was passed yesterday in Congress to name that after Senator Orrin Hatch, but has that always been the plan? We'll get into some details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.